Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad! Squish! And with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer, and BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library. And with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane. The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. time on improvised weapons infiltrators you fools the first time is always a little disappointing yeah fart 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 that Fellor, fin fin wal iftoth ask kari neshwa seven wolves one snake bra they're the wolves of wall street aha so these crystals in my hair are the souls of people our friendly neighborhood dm is a great many things a pun aficionado a paragon of style Possibly a ward of the state. But did you know that he's also a professional voice actor? In fact, a computerized video game that he worked on just came out. Elsinore is a time-looping adventure game set in the world of Shakespeare's Hamlet. It's essentially Hamlet meets Groundhog's Day from the perspective of Ophelia. And it's available now on Mac, Windows, and Linux. Check it out at elsinore-game.com or look it up on the Steam Store and see if you can figure out who our DM voices before the credits roll. Now, let's hit it and credit. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party attempted to hide the results of their battle with the drow by casting some quick illusions and sweet-talking the snake bros that came to investigate. Unfortunately, the Snake Bros' enhanced sense of smell clued them into the bodies, and the party was back in another fight. These Snake Bros were tough customers, but the party was victorious as Cassian summoned eight wolves to their aid. Sure that no one else was coming, they were free to inspect the large crystal in the room. 
Using the Arcane Diviner, Eowyn was able to learn that the crystal is essentially a black hole for magic souls. Once charged up, it rips the soul out of someone's body and compresses it down into a thumb-sized, jagged, cloudy blue crystal. These are then used in the animation process for creating a gargoyle. And that is where we pick up. You are still in the room with the crystal. You've inspected it and the bin. The only other contents of the room are the remnants of the writing desk, the spilled papers and ink, the bodies of the cultists, snake bros, and one prisoner. Uh, there are also still two living prisoners. Everyone has gotten a modicum of healing from Yarfik's prayer, otherwise you haven't rested in any way, shape, or form, and Eowyn, you are uh, busily copying spells from the Drow spellbook into your own. What you doing? So looking at it again, we have uh, my robe that works, we have one other good robe from the, the cultists, and then all of you guys don't have robes. But Ildov can at least disguise herself like she has one, except the true seeing monsters can see through it, right? Is that where we are? So you have you have your robe, you have one robe from the cultist that has a little blood on it, right. but that was pressed to digitated, and then you have the cloak that the drow was wearing. Right, plus Ildov's ability to disguise. Plus, yourself. yeah, Ildov can cast disguise. Were the snake bros wearing anything? Uh, the snake bros were, were bare-chested. Uh, and re uh, if I remember correctly, we decided they were wearing uh, pants with pants. underwear over them. Quailman style. <laughs> Quail <-man> style. <laughs> when was that okay. called, Max? <laughs> Uh, because I said they were wearing loincloths and pants, and you guys called oh. me on how ridiculous that was. <laughs> yeah, it's only fair. Yeah. It's, only fair. Um, okay. it's it's the snake style. We can't judge. We can totally judge. I think it might be time for a little tiny hut, and then we can rest up. Is there a dark corner we could put Plan it in just in case someone move? comes in? Uh, I, I mean, it's a, it's a rectangular room. There's really no. It's just one big space, right? Yep. Yes. So when you could go here. like behind the crystal we could go behind the crystal like the crystal's in the center of the room so if the door is over here and the crystal's here if you go behind the crystal then i mean that's probably you know. better than can the hut hold the two uh the two prisoners that are still alive too it can hold six people okay i i feel like that that could be fine we should take a short rest and uh rest up a bit well a short rest if we're gonna do the tiny hut we can do a long rest right we could do a, yes we can... True. Okay, we can do that as well. I'm just saying if we want to spend as little little time as possible here, just because, you know, someone could come looking for somebody, or they could bring in the next group of prisoners, and we're still here. How much does everyone need to recover? I'm actually pretty close to full. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have, I've used a fair amount of spells, but I have a fair amount left, and, and I have basically all my um, vital essence. I only need um, a short rest. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm I've burned quite a few spells, but other than that, I'm I'm doing all right. And we should note that the the short rest that Aowen needs would still be four hours. Like mm -hmm. she needs oh, to yeah. trance. Okay. Right. That's still a short rest, though. I mean, that would still give us almost four hours with these wolves to like romp around and cause mayhem before they have to go away. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm if we need four hours, then the wolves rest. could be god wolves. Yeah. Let's do that. All sure. right. Fine. Let's take a quick breather. Okay. Uh, we go behind the crystal. Okay. I cast Leoman's tiny hut. Cassian instructs the wolves to be guard wolves, right? Yes. Can you, okay. can you say the magic word for Leoman's tiny hut? Oh, yes. Hut, hut, hut. Thank you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so a, little helicopter, a little helicopter comes in and drops a glass dome over us. It's like a drone. Um, yeah. Uh, and I sit and rest, and I learn my new spells, and I have a great time doing it. Uh, so Eowyn casts Leoman's Tiny Hut, and a 
force dome forms over all of you. Uh, Cassian, what instruction are you giving the wolves? Um, stand, uh, re- wait by the door, and uh, if anybody, if anybody comes in that is not in chains, uh, pile on them and kill them. Okay. The two prisoners that you have just sort of ushered into this dome with you now look absolutely confused and terrified. Uh, they're a human man and a human woman. Uh, you haven't spoken to them at all yet. No. Oh. You've just sort of, like, done all of this stuff and then been like, hey, let's go, let's go over here mm-hmm. and trap you in this oh, thing. Sure. Well, um, our actions should speak for themselves. So they're kind of, like, uh, huddled off to the side with each other, just just looking like what 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 is what uh, like I'm so confused what's going on. Right. Hello. Uh, if it wasn't clear, um, my name is Cassian von Demos, um, and this is the von Demos Adventuring Syndicate, and we are hello opposed to this this uh, cult that has you in prison. So sort of yes, sort of the heroes side. here. The uh, the woman speaks up and says, "Oh, p- p- please don't hurt me. I didn't do anything. I didn't even try to run." We're not going to hurt you. We would have hurt you by now, right? Did you miss the part where we killed the people that were trying to hurt you? But you, you came in dressed like them, and I, I just thought it was some. I, I don't. I just don't want to die. Oh, uh, like some sort of internal power struggle. No, no, we're infiltrators. Uh, here to here to disrupt this operation. Can you tell us your names, please? Yes, yes, my, my name is Teardra. Deirdre or Teardra? Teardra. Teardra. Okay, with a T. Yes. I just want to be sure. And and yours, sir. Oh, oh, what happened? Um, my name's Erasmus. Well, Teodra and Erasmus, it's a pleasure to meet you both. Uh, as our fearless leader was saying, we're here to liberate uh, you from this heinous cult. Uh, we ourselves got trapped down here. We're just we're taking it one step at a time, but we didn't want to let you be sacrificed to the giant crystal out there. We figured we probably should come in and help out the best we could. Oh, is that what was going on? <laughs> Passed out. Last thing I remember, I was being shackled to this big blue bastard. Yeah, we got we took care of that pretty pretty well. Yes, they seem yeah. to think that um, that you have some sort of magical talent. Is that correct? Can you can you cast spells? Do anything? Wait a minute. Where's where's the other one? Ah, uh, that one is dead. <laughs> um, what my colleague is trying to say is that in the chaos of the battle, uh, one of our foes uh, killed killed them. Is that a disadvantage roll for you? Right? Uh, Wait, was so, that a lie? I thought they did. Uh, Eowyn killed him. Eowyn <laughs> oh. killed them very, very That was a scorching ray that went wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they wouldn't have been in that room in the first place if they hadn't been kidnapped by the cult. So where does true blame really lie? <laughs> <laughs> well, truly, uh, sorry. We, we did everything we could to save you all, but uh, battle is chaotic, you know. No, I, I know. A lot of things happen. Um... I just can't help but feel like this is all my fault. Why How's do you that? feel it's your fault? Well, um, you know, we were in the the holding pens, and they asked a lot of us if anyone had magic about them, and they they offered up a, a fresh apple to anyone that, you know, gave it up. And Bastards. They had been feeding us very well, so... Bastards. Most were too proud to play rat, but five or six did point in my direction, and, well, these, these two were standing near me, so I think... You know, they just they just took us all in, in case. And I mean, I've I've no training or anything. I'm not particularly strong or nothing, but I have some fire about me. Oh, do you? I mostly just use it to harden the mortar when I lay bricks. But 
like literal fire? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't mean that there there's like vim and vigor. I mean <laughs> that I can like summon small flames. Well, that's fun. That's cute. <laughs> and uh, Teardra speaks up and says, "Oh, you? I thought it was my fault." Oh, do you also have How magical so? abilities, Teardra? Well, I I I run a small flower stand, and my mom always that's said I had a green thumb. <laughs> Gassian, let them speak for God's sake Just shut your mouth for once My mother always said I had a green thumb You know, just a way with plants And I mean, she's not entirely wrong Except it's it's not luck I can I can talk to them So I, I always know what they need You can talk to plants Well, that's very fun uh, it's, it's amazing, actually So you've been brought Basically, do you know what this crystal does, the two of you? No. Be be very grateful you weren't a victim to it. It sucks the souls out of magic. It sucks the souls out of anyone. The reason they use it is if you are a magic user, it sucks your soul, puts it into a crystal, and that's how they power those gargoyles. You oh. would have died. Oh, my God. Yeah, and but let me just did, say... But you didn't. Uh, you you know, didn't. Sort of as an impartial third party here, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it's neither of your fault. Uh, it's about 70% the cultists who dragged you here to suck your souls out and 30% the prisoners that ratted you out. I don't. I think you're in the clear. Well, uh, but, there, but yes, there. don't blame yourselves. There's, oh, there's always people who want to do evil in this world. It's, the fact that you're a target for them doesn't make it your fault. Will this nightmare never end? Oh, it'll end. Yes, that's One way we're... or another, it's going to end. We're trying to work on that. We are here... As inside agents. Oh, how fun. We're basically, we're here to shut this whole thing down. Shut yes. it down. But we would love if you have anything you know from where you're being held or what was anything spoken of in whispers or other things you may have caught. That, that can help us out the best it is. Intel. Recon. Well, um, deets. I mean, we were we were being held in the, the pens where everybody else was. And they when they came to grab us, they grabbed six. Mm-hmm. Three of them were taken to that, that big building that's surrounded by all the statues. Oh. Mm. Um, building with the statues? I just look at them and I nod. And uh, and then the three of us were were marched here. Um, we walked the whole way. I mean, there's really... I don't know that there's much else to tell. They, Any chatter they from the cultists? Or when you were in the pens, anything said by your guards or anything else? The guards, they really didn't speak to us at all. They, um, you know, threw food in every now and then for us to fight over, but otherwise they didn't really, they didn't really say much of anything. I, I think the only thing I overheard was one of them talking about a demon. Okay. What about uh, that? Uh, it, 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 he was just talking about it being real creepy. Creepy demon. Does that sound uh, like anything you know, Ildov? Uh, creepy demon? Um, I mean... <laughs> Demons are creepy, but... I don't, I don't know of any creepy demons, personally. I mean, I know of one demon that's, like, real hot. <laughs> <laughs> like how Like how hot? Like like a, a really emotionally sensitive Jake mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I feel like um, I forgot about that one. Look, Erasmus, Teadra, it is imperative that our secret identities remain a secret. Uh, we're trusting you with this information, the cultists and everyone on their side cannot possibly know that there are four really cool, really great inside agents working in their ranks. So this stays between us, all right? Yes, yes, of course. Why would we, why would we tell them? Well, 
I don't know. There seems apples. to be a culture among the prisoners of, of ratting things out, and I, we just want to make sure that <laughs> But we you're... weren't the ones who ratted. No, I know. I we're know. the ones who got ratted. I know, but hurt people hurt people, and we don't want you to... We don't want you to... I don't know. The lust for Sell apples for can apple. do create strange things to a person's mind. Well, yes. I I appreciate your concern, and I understand your need for for subterfuge and safety and all of this, but I... I am many things. A rat is not one of them. We all take a second to think on Templeton. R.I.P. R.I.P. May I ask, um, aside from your magical talents, what uh, any other special skills you have? The thing is, we're very far, as you're probably aware, from the route to the surface. So I don't know how easily we're going to be able to get you out of here right this moment. You may have to travel with us for, for, for a bit. Can you um, do anything useful? I'm, I'm a little gun-shy about that, personally, after the last time we took people around. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a bricklayer. So you're you still... kind of take a moment now to actually, like, take them in and look at them. Erasmus, he looks like he's probably in his late 40s. Uh, he's wide frame, strong shoulders, got a bit of a belly, full head of brown hair, like like strong, clearly worked hands. Meanwhile, Teardra looks like late twenties ish, curvy blonde hair. Like spitting. If she was wearing a dirndl, she would be an Oktoberfest wench, one hundred percent. Okay. All right. Um, yes, we, we get that reference. So so you you kind of you have a better idea of what what you're working with on all this stuff. And Erasmus goes on and he says, you know, I mean, I was a bricklayer. I I know my way around the. Building, but I don't know if that's going to be all that useful. You never know. Well, I, I mean, I ran a flower shop, and I, right. I'm a pretty good dancer. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. We may never know what skills will become useful in the fight against these. <laughs> it could come down to a dance-off. Strange. Elder, Elder Zone may be really into square dancing. Yes. You never know. Yes, I do. I, I think it would be foolish and irresponsible to have them with us in the front lines of battle. No, fair. I, I'm just trying to think where they will be safe while we're continuing our mission. There's not really a safe place for them. If we send them back to the pens to you know to be around others, they'll get taken again. Do either of you, have you in your life ever had to deceive someone you love or deceive someone you needed to to get through someplace? Are either of you good liars? I'm, I'm pretty unassuming, so if I could just, you know, as long as I don't arouse anyone's attention, I guess I could probably... So if we got you a couple of robes to look like these cultists, could you make your way out? If we if we showed you on a map where to go, just unassumingly get going, because no one's gonna stop you except for the, the at the main entry points, basically. Yeah. We can even show you the salute that we le- that you know we learned to be able to get through checkpoints. Um, yeah, I, I guess, I suppose. And Erasmus says, um, "Yeah, I mean, I, I I suppose I could do that. I think as long as I don't see anything that." You know, shakes me or makes me want to liberate. Right. I mean, this is for your own safety, so. And we wouldn't just send you out to, like, run away. Like, get up to the city, warn people that you know there if you can find them, or get out and warn the people outside what's going on. Basically, it's be be our messengers going to the outside world if you can. Okay. Um, I mean, how would we get out? Like I said, uh, if I can get out of the hut, I'm going to go grab some robes because I'm still dressed up like a cultist. 
and see if we can get you guys looking like these people, so you can just walk among them, because that's what we've been doing for the last little bit. Oh, no, 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 no. I meant, how would we get out of the city? Uh, we'll show you the, the route. You basically will have to walk it, I'm afraid. Yes. No, I mean, how would we get out of Bastafir? Mm. Bastafir, yes, yes. The, do you know the, uh, the cave, the Bloodied Maw? Or ever heard of it, either of you? They both, like basically make a cross on their chests like yeah. you just said a swear. I know I know what it seems like. We came in that way. There is a path that leads out that has been cleared of danger that you might be able to escape the city that way. All right. That's how we got into the city. We took care of what was in there and came in through a secret door and I described the door for them and I don't know if that rings any bells for it. This is meant me metagaming at this point. I shouldn't do that. I suppose also... You, dressed as cultists, should be able to just leave Bastafir when you like. Or, I mean, the the people out there might assume you're cultists, but tell them that know. the Von Demos Adventuring Syndicate sent you. Once you're out, not don't Once tell the cultists that. Nobody in the city, but everybody outside. Yes. I mean, okay, I guess it sounds like a better option than going back to the pens. Right. I mean, there's no there's no way out of this it's going to be a easy stroll, but this might be your best option. Don the cultist robes walk out of here. We're all in a pretty sticky situation right now. I wish we had an easy solution for you. Yes. Yes, we're some, somewhat uh, behind enemy lines ourselves, as you can the see. The only thing I can offer you other than that is the uh, guidance and light of Aegea. She'll take you with her in her arms and hopefully protect you. But... And his axe. And I can sing a song. <laughs> I have a warhammer, <laughs> thank you very much. You have a hand axe, too. <laughs> I do have a hand axe, but I'm not going to give that axe up. That's my ranged oh. attack. Well, okay. Uh, the, right. the cultists probably had some daggers or something that we can give these people, right? Uh, I'm not you guys have so many daggers. <laughs> we really can't talk about any of these daggers. I am like, I am like 75%. dagger library. <laughs> I, I am so close. I'm 75% away from my dagger male shirt. I am so close. 75% away? Yeah, like, I, I, like I've got 25% of it done. It just needs a bit more. We can part with two daggers. No! Okay. Those are my favorite two daggers. No, we can. We can. Yeah. Um, can I leave the hut, or do you have to dispel the hut for me to leave it? You can leave. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then I will be back. Allies can leave and come back as they as they would like, right? The force stops enemy creatures. Well, it surrounds us, it binds us, it, it holds oh. the universe together, but... But in a more real sense... You see, there's these little <laughs> animals in your bloodstream, right? And they generate this power. Yeah. Midichlorians. <laughs> what, uh, what about the Creatures and objects within the dome, when you cast the spell, can move through it freely. So yes. yes. Okay, so everyone stay here, rest up. I'm going to see if I can lure some people in to get their robes. Or, uh, uh, oh, actually, no, I have a better idea. I'm going to ask and ask where I can get two more. Or three more or four more. Just people, there was a, there was a fight in the, in the room, and we just need to get some more robes. I wouldn't feel comfortable you doing that by yourself. Why don't we all rest up and then tackle that when we're all rested up? Okay. Um... Well, we we don't all have disguises. That's oh, the true. only thing. I'm the only one that has a robe that works. <sighs> There's a cloak. <sighs> and I can wear the cloak, but I've tailored this robe to my own specifications. Well, why don't... So, yeah, why don't we just give them the robe and the cloak so they can, they can leave now and sort of get a head start, and then we can go get stuff for ourselves so they don't have to wait. Because I just feel like every second they're here is another chance that they're going to get that they're either going to get murdered, caught yes. or murdered right. or or that they're going to compromise us. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm, I'm for it. Uh, do either of them look short enough to look okay in my robe? No. You guys have, <laughs> you have a cultist robe. Oh, right, 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 right. And a cloak. I thought I was giving them my robe too. No. Like, 
They don't okay. want your robe. They don't want your robe. Why yeah. not? Because you're naked. I'm not. I'm in my full plate. The, but you're naked under that. Yes, they're also <laughs> naked under their clothes. Oh, gross. I know. Yafik, gross. I think you know you what? Should... It's sometimes I have to point out the obvious to you folks that this is how life works. People are naked every time they don't wear clothing. Yafik, and when they do, it's underneath their clothing. Have some decency. We're it so just, sorry about It flops about around, him. it moves. Yafik, it's just part of how life works. Put on the cloaks, the, the robe and cloak, and get out of here. We... Yeah, this is <laughs> only going to get worse from here. So, so. Erasmus takes the, the uh, robe... And puts it on, and it's a it's a good enough fit. He's he's you know a, a pretty big dude. He was about the same height as that cultist. Um, it it hangs a little higher off the ground just because he's more broad shouldered than the cultist was. Right. Um, the cloak uh, fits Teardra very nicely, and she's wearing just like a basic brown frock. Um, so what do plants say when you talk to them? Well, they they usually ask for. They're very needy. They ask for things that that they they want and need um, a lot of saying, you know, I need more water or... I'm sorry, I asked. Thank you so the, much. The sunlight <laughs> is yeah. better okay. well, if I go this way. Teardra. Teardra. A lot of times they talk about the soil. Could I ask Teardra. you a question? The, the consistency and the uh, things that are that Look are what you've done. Teardra, so this is all fascinating. Oh, uh, if yes? I could ask you one more question about sure. that, though. Do they talk to each other? Like, do they know other plants in other parts of the world that we live in? Well, they don't know... Well, how would they know plants and other it's parts of the world? It's root systems. Maybe root they talk to the ground. Yeah. Yes, that's I mean, they, they, know, they certainly know the plants that are local. Oh, let me tell you about the, what the bushes say when they're in front of my parents' Goodness house. Goodness me. You know who would probably there, love to hear that story, Teardra? Is everyone on the surface. I would, they all I would love really... stories about what the they... bushes say to each other. So you're saying I should talk to the the cultists up in the city about no. it? No. Uh, more to the people outside the city. Outside. Once you're outside the city. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Because remember, the more you talk in the city, the more chance you'll be caught. You right. want to make sure you get back to your plants. Yes. Okay, well, I'm not stupid. You don't need to talk to me like that. We never said you were stupid. You were you were talking down to me. It's very hard for me to talk down to someone. <laughs> I'm not talking about physically, and I don't appreciate you joking about it. Well, let's be, I joked about it. It wasn't happening. I'm sorry. We were well, just trying to you know, move things along here. We, we appreciate your insight. and Our apologies for Yafik talking down to you. Now, do we remember the plan? <laughs> <laughs> She, um, <laughs> like, crosses her arms and gets that, like, very scrunched up, like, I'm about to smack a bitch face. And Erasmus just sort of, like, taps her on the shoulder and says, uh, yes, yeah, so you're you're going to show us yeah, on a map where we need to go to walk out. You're going to show us what the the sort of hand symbol we need to make is the salute. And then when we get up, you're... And, and then you're going to tell us where we need to go in the city to find the passageway to the cave so that we can leave. Right. Did we not right? already tell them that? Yes. No, we haven't told them that yet. Okay. Uh, and then also, we're, and I hand them these, these uh, medallions and said, we got these off of two of the higher-ups, Quelar and obviously this person. I assume if you wear them, you'll also not be bothered as much because you're of higher importance. Wait, wait. Do they need both of them? We maybe want to hold one in reserve, right? Uh, it's up to you. I'm as long as they have one both. important person with them, I think that's that ought to be enough, right? All right, that's fine. So I give them the the Drow's medallion. Okay, and uh, Erasmus takes it, hands it to Teardra. She puts it on. You show them the route. We don't need to sit here and have you talk them through everything. <laughs> this is me metagaming going back. Are we going to show them the way to the secret door that doesn't go all the way up to the top of the city, but it's the one that you and Ildov found when you licked the walls and got up the thing? Okay. 
because that's quicker to the exactly. source. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well. So you uh, you tell them. Um, so Ildov and Eowyn tell them the route through the city because Cassian and Yorfik don't know it. Right. Um, and uh, the route through the city, and then where that sort of break off in the tunnel is, uh, to where you can find that the thing that goes all the way up into the sewers. Um, and then how to find the the door in the the other door in the sewers that leads through to the bloodied maw, and all right, you've given them all the information that so. you can. All right, and a couple, we give them a couple daggers too, just in case. Yes, and a couple of daggers. We wish you luck. That's it. Bon voyage. See ya. Um, Don't get eaten. Thank you, and uh, we wish you luck. Ah, uh, we wish you luck. Yeah, we make your own luck. They nod, and then they walk out uh they both sort of like pause when they near the the edge of the the force bubble and then they just like cassian can you tell the wolves not to attack them i just want to be sure they're not in chain oh no, they are in chain. Ooh. uh yeah that's a great point yeah i come out with them i, I say here follow me i'll, I'll show you how, that, how this works and i phase through the barrier or whatever and they I... both like as they approach the barrier they like stop and hold their breath and walk through because <laughs> they're just not sure it's very, like, and they, they pass through like yes. it's like walking through mist. Like right. there's nothing. Right, I remember my first, first like portal. Harry Potter's first book. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So I say, okay, wolves, don't eat these people. Don't kill these people. The wolves look at you and they all nod their heads and go. Rrr. I also uh, I turn to them just before they leave and I say one very important piece of advice to yeah. remember: if you have an enemy defeated on the ground, don't waste time fighting them. <laughs> just get the fuck out. Okay. That's how I lost my hand. They look at your two working hands. hands. (laughs) It's a long story. (laughs) I wave with my stump. Okay. I will, uh, we'll take your word for it. Cassian! What's up? Don't forget, they need to subscribe to the newsletter. Sefchef needs to get more more people around. Alright, get back in the hut, Cassian, quickly! Cassian, you've you've given them that piece of advice. Uh, Erasmus holds out his hand to shake yours. Uh, I shake it back. And uh, Teardra sort of was like over by the door, and she runs back over and just gives you a quick little peck on the cheek. Oh, well, thank you, Teardra. Say and hi to the plants like, for me. Sort of, sort of flutters her eyelashes at you a little bit, uh, and then goes back over to the door. And, and Erasmus once again sort of like takes a deep breath, lets it out, opens the door, and, and they go out into the uh, the city of Canaloth. I take a quick peek out while they're. Opening the door, do I see any signs of trouble? Uh, roll perception. This will be the first roll of this episode. Uh, Damn, yeah. it's been all role playing, role playing so far. Uh, it's only like a nine. Um, so you take a peek out, and you uh, you don't see any signs of trouble. Everything seems like it's just moving like the well-oiled machine that this place usually is. Okay, great. I go back in the rest zone. Okay, it's time to really rest now. Yes. yes. They're going to die. <laughs> I give I give them better than seventy five percent of a chance to get up there. Okay, well, you know what's really restful know. for me is thinking about innocent people dying as they try to escape a city. So please keep that up. That was well, I'm just being realistic. Trance. <laughs> <laughs> Cassian, what? Well, anyone's out. Um, do you think I should reach out to Therafit and let him know we're coming for him? Oh, with a keep his spirit. <clears throat> keep keep his spirits up. Tough call. Um, I know I know he can't respond to me, but I feel like I should. I'm just thinking I, I hate to say it, but we don't we don't know what kind of mind invading techniques these this uh, the old elder zone may have. 
Yeah. And uh, I, I trust that Sir Therafid can probably withstand physical torture. He seems like a pretty stout fellow, but yeah, you never know what, what foul magics might pry information out of his very brain. And so true. we probably want to keep our, our operation here under wraps. Also, did you notice that Erasmus had a beautiful goatee? It was just a great, like, I liked the way it looked on his face. He didn't have a goatee. He didn't? No. I thought he did. No, I never said he had a goatee. <laughs> You don't get to decide who has a goatee. Goatees are universally hated in this I world. I awake from the trance. Tirja had the goatee, and then I go back. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. maybe you just thought he had a goatee because Ildov really, really seemed like she wanted to kill him. <laughs> yeah, that may have been. May have been. If but. he had a goatee, he would not have made it out of here. Okay, we, let's, let's get this yeah. short rest done, and then we can make moves. <laughs> so right. you all tuck in to take a rest. Uh, anyone who needs slash wants to use some hit dice to regain hit points, you can. I'm going to pray to my goddess and ask for her help and guidance and let her know that even though she's not with me, because she can't be, I hold her hold her dear. Ildov just tucks in sort of crisscross applesauce for a rest. Uh, Eowyn goes into and comes out of her trance <laughs> uh, <laughs> with uh, just the most dignified look on her face. Gonna see if I can find anything to weave into her hair at the same point, the same point as well. Do uh, I still have the extra HP from uh, aid? Yes, you do. Active? You okay. do. You do. So, uh, four hours comes and goes. Eowyn snaps out of her trance, <gasps> and you're all still in the hut. The wolves are still holding their positions by the door. Uh, nothing seems to have aroused their attention. Shall I dispel Liaman's tiny hut? Are we ready? I, I'm good to go. Okay. Sounds good to me. I... Go away! <laughs> and it goes away. <laughs> sure, yeah. The drone comes back, little. picks it up. It, 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 yeah, it, it pouts, it cries a single tear, uh, and then it runs off. I'm going to cast you again at some point. Don't be like, okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> it's temperamental your spells are. I don't, I don't get it. <sighs> okay. All right, so uh, we have... It's like a Charizard. We have my robe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we have my robe, and we have Ildov's disguising uh, to go and grab some more robes for everybody, correct? That's right. Yeah. I have so my sneaky shall... cloak, too. Your sneaky cloak? Yeah, it doesn't make me invisible, kind. but it makes me very hard to see. Do we have... Um, are there any chains left in the room? Yeah. We could pretend that some of us are enchained. Do the True. old prisoner, fake prisoner gag. Classic. It's, it's worked for us before. My, if I may, I think that um, those of us without visible weapons should be the ones that seem like prisoners. I suppose that's me. That would be you and Ildov, yeah. Except um, Ildov's also the talker. I, I could talk. Very charming. Y yes, but you're not wearing, I mean, you're hard to see, but if they actually end up seeing you because you're talking, they'll see that you're not wearing a robe. Oh, I thought we had two robes. No, we have you, my... You had two robes and a cloak, and you gave one robe and the cloak to Erasmus. I, and I miscounted. Tirtra. I thought we still had yeah. two left. Yeah. Okay, never no, mind. we only have one. Yafik's going to have to be the one to carry the prisoners, to lead the prisoners, which are us. Mm -hmm. Okay, Possibly well, two. Why don't I... Uh, sneaky. Yeah, I'll scout a little ways ahead of the party with, uh, with the wolves. The wolves are going to be quite conspicuous. Yeah, they're going to draw a lot of attention. A they're pack great of at sneaking. They have a bonus to it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Let me just um, consult my vast knowledge of beasts. One moment. Hey, did yeah. you uh, did you just see eight wolves? <laughs> oh. I oh no, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I didn't see nothing. Why, 
Yeah, you know, wolves are pretty sneaky. I think they they would see us before we see them. Really, yeah. the the only reason they have bonus to sneak is that people see them, but they just don't want to admit that they've seen. Yeah, them. <laughs> was that eight? No. Was Why would there be eight wolves here? Vests? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, denial is the best type of stealth. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say anything about the wolves. <laughs> Did I drink something yeah. weird this morning? Wolves uh, and cantaloupe. Well, I don't know. I mean, otherwise, what are we going to do with them? Just dismiss them? That seems wasteful. You could send them out to wreak terror in the in the. In it's the... not wasteful. They were used, and they were used well. They definitely were. I know, but I still got four hours on the clock. That's leaving money on the table. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? Yeah, let's just send them out to uh, to wreak some havoc. Maybe um, maybe we can use them as sort of a distraction. Where do we want to head next? Well, I don't know. I mean, the, the well, first let me tell you. The building they were referring to where the three other prisoners were sent with the statues, Ildov and I passed by and we took a cursory look inside. We believe that they have a Medusa. A, a Medusa? Go, a Gorgon? No, a Medusa. a Medusa. A Medusa. Okay. There's a building with a bunch of statues out in front and we saw inside a snake-haired woman walking around in do the we, building. Do we know what a Medusa is? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if we, we knew. I mean, you know of it as, like, a beast from stories. Ah, okay. An actual Medusa. Uh, well, that's terrifying, although also potentially very useful if we could take its head. Get, and... Right. And There's does also... it work? Do I know, Sam, whether Medusa... Do I know enough about Medusa to know whether it'll work like it does in the myth, where if I cut its head off, we can use it to turn stuff to stone? You know what? It doesn't matter whether I know it or not. Cassian thinks that, so let's do yeah, that. That's yeah, that's fair. There was a Prince Madrigan story where that happened. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying Prince like, Madrigan and the Medusa. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty on the nose title. Uh, not the, not all of the bars. Not the cleverest of had, No, were, were as fond of puns as some of us. Um, Prince Madrigan and the Medusa, stone? or as I like to call it, Prince Madrigan and the Heart of Stone. Uh, you know, he he cuts off the Medusa's head and then he uses it as a weapon to turn people into stone. And I just think that would be pretty awesome if we could do that. Thoughts? Ah. I, I suppose. Oh, in right, and Prince Madrigan kept the head in a bag, right? Right. Uh, uh, it's quite dangerous and risky, but I suppose it's a, would be a great weapon at our disposal. I mean, I could try to shine my shield up really shiny, so we could use it like in the story where he walked backwards looking at the Medusa head. If you look at it through a mirror, it doesn't work. As far as I I can remember from the story, maybe not. Let's, maybe we should find out how much we all know about this. <laughs> yeah, let's do an intelligence check or something. <laughs> like Arcana, what? Intelligence. Intelligence. Just straight intelligence. 17. 11. Uh, 10. Okay. Uh, things you know about Medusa. Uh, they, uh, they do, in fact, have a petrifying gaze. So they can uh, essentially turn any creature they see into stone uh the creature has to make a, a saving throw to mm-hmm. uh to try and and stop it as long as you uh you do know and all the stories corroborate that as long as you avert your eyes you can effectively avoid it there there are conflicting accounts of whether or not a polished surface will abate the issue or not um there are some uh, stories and scholars who say that a Medusa can turn themselves to stone even if looking in a polished surface. Mm-hmm. And there are some that say that looking in a polished surface is the only way to safely look at a Medusa. Uh, there is no conclusive evidence for either side. We could take one wolf with us and use it as a tester. <laughs> <See if it laughs> <comes>. <laughs> 
One I, wolf with a mirror attachment. Yes. We can fashion a mirror onto its collar. <laughs> exactly. Like one All of those... I want is a wolf <laughs> with a freaking mirror on its head. <laughs> the oh, other man. thing I'm thinking is if there's a bunch of stone statues in the Medusa's house of people that it's petrified, we have those crystals that bring statues to life and we've never gotten to use them. I don't know if we know how to use them. I was, I guess I figured... I'm realizing as I say this that um, that this may not be correct, but I just figured you sort of pushed it into the statue's mouth. <laughs> That's probably wrong. I wonder if it's something to do along the lines of how Eowyn reanimated your hand. That was a joining crystal. That wasn't the same kind of crystal. No, no. okay. But if I think if we took some time with these, maybe we could figure it out, right? Let's find a rock shaped like a mouse and figure it out. <laughs> uh, Are you going to make a rock Templeton? I, I miss Olash. Okay, let's... Uh, I mean, what are I, we making moves towards the Medusa? We might. Is, Is there any other there place any other... we might go to stock up or get other things we might need? Maybe we can find one on the way. The Medusa's quite a walk. It's back down this way, right? Yeah, you have to go back down off the Mesa, past Quailars. Uh, you're basically going back towards the holding pens. You're going back through Snakebro Village. Right. It's quite a quite a walk. Well, first off, we need to get the ropes. Let's get those first, and then right. we can figure out where we're going next. That's going to be our big thing. While you're all having this conversation, Ildov uh, walked over to the remains of the writing desk and where all the papers were spilled, and she's she's looking through all of them to see if any of them are still legible. A lot of them are like have have ink spilled all over them. Uh, a lot of them are also just like crumpled or scribbled on or like crossed out or torn up. So they're not all super easy to uh, to make out. But mm-hmm. she has like collected a little sheaf of papers that she's sort of like quietly reading to herself. Yeldaf. Yeldaf. Yeah. Um. What? What are you reading? Oh. Um. Well, it looks like. Um, this drow was writing love letters? Uh, love letters? To, to someone named Saleth? Saleth? But you I don't think that? he understands love. Okay, well, give us an example. <laughs> this Thank first you. one says, Saleth, I wish to communicate my adoration. Your sturdy frame is most attractive. Powerful stuff. This uh, one wow. says... Saleth, I believe you to be a most suitable cook. <laughs> that one hits right the, the heart strings right there. And, and this one says, Saleth, I should like to be held in your arms whilst we watch the pyres be lit. Well, and this one just says, Saleth, and then there's a bunch of scribbling, and then it says, Big Spoon. <laughs> okay, well, he's getting warmer. They're getting a little warmer there. I mean, that's, yeah, very, they, that's close we, to it, yeah. But this also gives us some ammunition if we can find this Saleth, because you could be whoever this person was that we didn't get their name. Yes, you could disguise yourself as the drow. And then um, she sort of like, she's she's been just sort of leafing through all of these things, and then she comes up with one, and she says, this one's different, though. Okay. I wish we'd found these papers while the drow was still alive. We could have totally made fun of them. <laughs> That's why they didn't want me rifling through them when yeah. I was going through the desk. Um, so she uh, she takes out a, a different piece, and this one it's it's uh, like a different piece of paper, uh, not in terms of it being a, a separate piece, but like it's a different kind of paper. Right. Um, so clearly from a different stock, and this one is uh, was clearly like trifolded, 
and you can see evidence of a broken wax seal on it. So this one looks a lot more official than the other papers did. And she reads it aloud. Uh, Rennick Fenthrossen, you are hereby invited to join our master, Elderzone, the Deep Wrath, it which hungers below, that which will <laughs> rise to ruin, at a feast on the 26th of Sintem, the eve of the world's rebirth. Please dress accordingly. Purple tie. <laughs> always oh, wow. get you with a purple tie party going to have to go out and buy a purple tuxedo oh god and a purple shirt they don't too. do rentals down here um oh you can go to angus's oh great mm-hmm. uh what day is it <laughs> yeah. uh it is the 25th of Sintem. oh so we missed it no, no, no the 26th oh i thought you said 26th well, that's tomorrow. So, well, then we have a little time to get ready. But I have nothing to wear. <laughs> well, funny enough, we were going to go get some stuff for that. Uh, I think we're crashing a feast. Um, yeah, oh, I we know we're get, crashing a feast. Well, let's get rid of this Drow's body so nobody knows that he's gone. Then. This, I think, believe this is Rennick. Yeah, this I guess is Rennick, this right? guy's name was Rennick. My concern is this reads like it's an invitation for one person. That's true. Uh, okay. I suppose the only move now is to go find other people who've been invited, kill them, take their invitation, <laughs> and disguise ourselves as them. I would assume Quaylar got one of these. Hmm. Yes, if you think He didn't seem like uh, the kind of... No offense to... I mean, not to speak ill of the dead, uh, but uh, it doesn't seem like the kind of guy that you invite to parties. You know what I mean? Hey, whoa, he just died. Let's have some respect. <laughs> Wait up. But also, think about... Yeah, he, maybe he's not a guy you invite to parties, but your boss's boss's boss, the god of your entire organization, is asking you to come to a feast. You get the people coming to a feast that are high up with those medallions, I'm assuming. People that have those medallions were invited. Right, and yeah. I think that, I mean, Rennick felt outranked by Quayla, or at least underappreciated in comparison to Quayla, so I would assume if Rennick's invited, so is Quayla. Probably the Medusa, too, at that point. And I'd also just like to point out that Rennick was an asshole, too. So, just because Quaylar was an asshole doesn't mean he wouldn't be invited, right? Yeah, exactly. It seems like this place has an appreciation for assholes. They can yeah. thrive on assholery. I guess I was talking more about his social skills, but sure. I mean, you could be a char- you could be a, a, an asshole, and a popular asshole, or an unpopular asshole. But Quaylar certainly doesn't seem like the type to want to go to one of these parties, but I'm assuming he would have been offended had he not been invited. Yes. Fair. And plus, plus also... <laughs> plus also uh, you look at it that way, like, you know, nobody wants me at the party, but one of my family would invite us to a giant feast of all the dwarves, I had to be there. I was part of the chieftain's, you know, family, I had to be there. Well, yeah, but I mean, wasn't that all just till you were, like, excommunicated? Yes, that's, yes, I don't have to go to them anymore, that's very nice of you to point that out. Yafik, you were excommunicated. All right, let's, uh... <laughs> all right, well, I'm down for an envelope. Uh, let's go find some invitations. I think we should, I mean, let's table the Medusa theory. Yeah. Um, Because that's quite a walk, and I think it's so dangerous. Yeah, we'd have to to pass by a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we'd still have to get back here. Right. Within two days? Within a day. Well, all all I know is we need to get disguises. I need a full rest to get my spells back if we're going to be able to do that. I don't get that back on a short rest. No, no, the rest of it. Right. Well, I think we should, we should do... We should get everything we need and then rest. Sure. Okay, let's go out and... uh, Yes, let's look around for important buildings, infiltrate, get invitations, medallions. And have a little fun on the way. And, yes, and make some memories. (laughs) Yes. Let's make some memories. Because, as we all know, it's all about the journey. It's really not where you're going. 
We're definitely going to have to do a picking out an outfit montage at some point. Right. Yes. Um, Are there any other points of interest on the map that we know what they are? Wasn't there some tower with like a a dragonborn in it or something that... Am I I remembering this right? So you've heard the names of some places. You've heard of the Demon Spire, Mm -hmm. but you don't know where it is. You know where Elder Zone's library is. Uh, you know the building that you you were just in. We're in this one, right? Uh, no, the, that one right there, yeah. Okay. So you know you're in that building. Uh, you know there is a building somewhere that has a blue dragonborn in it, and that blue dragonborn name is Bakrash. Uh, and you know that that is on the way to the Mesa itself, because uh, when you were speaking to Fazra, she said, oh, you'll pass by the rookery, say hi to Bakrash. Okay, um, I bet McCross but you, has an invitation. But you never actually like found out specifically where that was. Maybe we go visit Bakrash. But first again, let's find some let's just knock some people out and take the robes. Right. Okay, let's do it. Robe hunt. Okay. You've sort of got your plan. Eowyn, as you're all sort of coming to this uh conclusion with your passive perception, uh you hear the sound of, of footsteps. Not quick footsteps, just normal paced footsteps. Uh, maybe a little closer together than usual. Um, and like the squeak of a wheel. And they're approaching the building that you're in. There are people coming into the building, folks. Places. Places, everyone. Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Uh, Not in a line. <laughs> no, 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 no. no more why lines. Don't guys, why don't you two hide behind the crystal and Ildov and I will go out looking like cultists just in case they come in. They'll get torn apart by wolves and then we can figure it out. Sure, I cast Disguise Self. Cultist. Okay, so Ildov casts Disguise Self. Are you disguising yourself as a cultist or as, as the drow? I'll go with the drow. Go Renick, okay. yeah. You'll so be you, you go as the drow. Um, I'll go stand over by the, the manacle machine and block it so it doesn't look broken because I did break a couple of the manacles. Yeah. Help me understand here the plan. We're going to You're going to disguise yourselves as cultists, but we're also still going to sick the wolves on them? Well, that's what you've got set up right now. I'm just going off what we have. What? Okay. Your plan originally was to have the wolves, so I hadn't had time to figure out how to get the wolves away from something, so we're just taking our places. Okay, I say, uh, wolves, to me, behind the crystal. Cassian and the wolves are behind the crystal. Yarfik is chilling by the crystal, the front of the crystal where the divot is. I'm still Pacha. Eowyn, what are you doing? Oh, I'm also behind the crystal. Okay, cool. And then, uh, so Ildov is the one out front. Got it. So um, those footsteps and that little squeaking continues, uh, and then the door sort of gets pushed open and uh what you see is this little uh gnome who's pushing a cart and uh as the door opens he sort of calls out into the building and says Renick, i'm here to pick up uh eldov uh as as Renick says none of the ones they just sent me were magic users okay well i, I haven't picked up in several days surely you have Something in the bin over there. Tell them I'm upset. (laughs) I have maybe three. Okay, well, I'll take the three. Okay, I grab three uh, crystals and I walk over. Can everybody use their perceptions? It's just the gnome and a cart. It's just the gnome and a cart. And the gnome's wearing a robe. But it's a gnome. Yeah, it's a gnome. We can't use gnome robe. But we can kill this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can totally kill it. Totally just kill a gnome. Maybe, yeah. So I I bring over the three crystals. Mm -hmm. I'll walk with you. Yeah. The crystals, remember, are all in the bag of holding. Oh, sure. Yeah. Damn. They're not actually in the bin. Where did I... Did you move them, Pacha? 
<laughs> Pacha dope slaps yeah, himself yeah, in yeah. the head. I'm not speaking. I'm just dope yep. slap. Yep. Yeah. I'll go and I go like walk around behind the crystal to see if I left him back there. Why would you put, why would you put them behind the crystal? And then Aeon is like reaching into yeah. a hair and pulling and out three crystals. Out uh, roll uh, sleight of hand with advantage. Okay. I remember uh, it. Uh, yeah. Aeon sleight of hand. Uh, oh, oh no, that's I'm sorry. I'm behind I'm, the crystal. Yes, Awen is behind the crystal. I it's yeah, so confusing. Um, I get the crystals. So uh, no, sorry. Have uh, Ildov roll deception with okay. advantage. Deception with advantage. Well, this is which is her bailiwick. Yeah, exactly. Both eighteens. Okay, cool. This little Laurel and Hardy farce yeah. goes on. <laughs> I get the <laughs> is the gnome all fully inside the building? Yes. Is the door closed? No. Nope. The door is not closed. No, Why it's like standing in the doorway. The door. That's what I'm, that's what my next thing is. I'm going to bring the crystals around and then go close the doors. Okay, as soon as I hear the doors. Renick oh. and then walk over to the doors. Okay. Do, 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 do. I hand you the three crystals that you asked for. So Ildov has the crystals. Thank you, Pacha. I'm just inspecting them and making sure that these are the three. I'm just buying time for Yarfik to go close the door. Well, she's in the, the gnome's in the door, but I'm walking well, around behind and on the side. There's no room for you to walk around. Like, Standing in the doorway, only one of the doors is open. Oh, I thought it was double doors. With a, there, there are double doors, but okay. only one of the doors is open. Right. And and they're just standing there, like, holding the door open with the cart. So If only we had some way to communicate to this person that we wanted them to come and help with something. <laughs> um, hmm. some, something wrong, Renick, with the, the, the crystals? You, Gnome, could you come here? <laughs> is there a problem again, Renick? Yes, I... I want to. I want to, I want you to look at this paper. Gnome begins to walk <laughs> into the building. Bakrash isn't going to be happy about this. I know, but look, look, that makes two of us. And then uh, the gnome is walking in. Close, um, I close the door. Okay. As soon as I hear the door close, I say, "Wolves, kill that gnome." <laughs> so the wolves come rushing out. I'll give them a surprise round. They okay. are stealthy. No, not because they're stealthy. Just because the gnome didn't know they were there, mm-hmm. and they move very surprise. quickly. It's surprising, right? Krennic goes, "Oh my God, wolves! <laughs> wolves! Wolves! Holy crap! Were those behind the crystal the whole time, Pacha? I'm you sorry, didn't tell me there were wolves. <laughs> I adopted a pack of wolves. I'm sorry. Oh dang, Pacha, you gotta stop feeding strays. <laughs> <laughs> so the wolves attack the gnome. Yeah. Yeah. So I have seven of them, I believe, still. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Uh, no, I think you have all eight. I thought one got killed. Oh, I thought that I thought one of them died in the fight. I don't think any. I don't think one of them died. Two of them got injured, but I don't think any of them died. Okay. Oh, okay. Great. Even better. And they all have advantage. So uh, hold on. Okay. So that's a natural twenty. Okay. Sorry. That's a natural twenty. Then a fifteen. Then um, a nineteen. A twenty-one. A twenty-three. A 21, a 23. So that's eight. So they all hit. Uh, great. And then their damage is 2d4 plus two. So I'm just going to real quick queue up one of those dice rolling programs that lets you do a bunch of dice at once. Um, so that is 60 total damage. Did you, you got a nat 20 on one of them, right? Oh, right. I got a nat 20 on two of them, actually. So. It, do- it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a red mist anyway, I assume. Right? Uh, yeah, so the wolves all converge. Uh, four on each side come running out, just flank around Ildov Renick and, and converge on this poor gnome um, and just tear him to shreds. He is gnome more. No. <laughs> 
uh, Eowyn goes, that gnome is no more. <laughs> oh, that, that's <laughs> worse that than I've ever done. Oh, wow. I don't know. Was, I just thought that of was it. wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we walk around and uh, let's peru- uh, uh, rifle through the gnome stuff. Um, yeah, the gnome. cart specifically, I think, could be useful. Let's look at the cart. Yeah, let's look at the, the gnome's pockets. Yeah. So the uh, looking at the cart, it is. Um, it's like not a normal cart. It is gnome sized. Mm. Um, so Yarfik could probably get away with pushing it because he is smaller than everybody else. Um, but it would look very out of place for like Cassian or Eowyn to be pushing it for sure because you'd be at a very severe angle. Right. It's like walking with a baby toy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what if we were lying in it like we were dead bodies? Uh, it's not quite that big. Yes, we could. Um, think about like it, it, the the. The the basin of it, think about like a big sink. It's about that size. Okay. okay. Um, so it's not big enough for a body. This was made for like carting these crystals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, uh, but it could still very much be useful. There's nothing else in it. Clearly he was coming to pick up. Not, you know, and it doesn't look like there's another location where these things come from. But uh, but that's really all there is to the cart. Otherwise it's simple handle, four wheels, the basin itself. And the, uh, the gnome... Uh, is in a couple of different places right now. <laughs> right. Um, it's, uh, let's actually get some investigation rolls. Four. 26 for Eowyn. Whoa. Not 20 for Eldov. Okay. 17. Poking around through the viscera that the wolves have left behind. Um, well, I assume Cassie and you told the wolves to back off at some point. Um, and then you poked around yeah. through the viscera that was left behind. Uh, you find tattered pieces of now blood-soaked robe. Uh, there's an arm here, a foot there. You find uh, no evidence of any kind of medallion, so it doesn't look like whoever this was was at sort of the same level that, that Rennick or Quaylar were. There's uh, a little pouch that has uh, just some uh, like small round stones in it. Ildov in like like uses her rod to like pick up a, a big swath of blood soaked robe, and underneath there's this small sling. So obviously those were probably the pellets for the sling. Right. There's a dagger. Uh, one of the wolves actually cut its lip on the dagger, but it, oh. you know, but it's it's okay. It's okay. Oh, okay. And uh, and that's all there was on on this gnome's person. No paper. This gnome did not have an invitation. Figures. No papers. Mm. Look, Yarfik, we've already replenished paper. half the daggers we gave away. I know. We just okay. can't. My can't little theory. <laughs> um, my theory about the rookery is the place where the gargoyles are created. That's what probably Backrash's Backrash's job. Uh, <laughs> taking the crystals, infusing, and creating the the gargoyles. Good so, old Backrash. Good old Backrash. I would assume that that's our next target. I think so. Let's do it. Let's go for it. We still um, need to get your robes. Try to find that. So it's in between Quayalas and here. My guess it would be this building. Sounds about right. Well, yep. I mean, trust us, Cassian, that I'm pointing to a building that would probably be a rookery. <laughs> yeah, I'll take your word there, for it. There, you all remember seeing a uh, largish tower at mm-hmm. the base of the uh, the incline that led up to the mesa. That yes. is the building that Eowyn is referencing. I'm going to poke my head out and see if I see people about the size of the people that are needing robes still and see if we can lure them in. Okay. So is that investigation or is that perception? Uh, so perception. Okay. That's a seven. Not great. So you poke your head out and you see a lot of people. I mean, there's, you know, the, the, the city is bustling. Um, oh. But you're, but you're looking out and you're like, I don't see any way we could get them in here, though. 
Right. Like, they're all so busy. Hmm. I, well. as Krennic... Rennick. Hmm. Yep. Krennic is Ben Mendelsohn from Rogue One. Yep. <laughs> I, you as... destroy the world with a Death Star. Benick, stick my... I would like to go out, stick my head out. How many robes do we need? Three? Three. Two, uh, I mean, two in a pinch, but three, ideally. Yeah. Point to three... Point to one person and be like, a regular sized person. Think you. Oh, I thought you were. Just, I thought you pointed to someone and said regular sized person. <laughs> you, come in here. Roll persuasion. Oh, this is. <laughs> I was going to say you probably want to use Ildor's yeah, stats. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, twenty four. Okay, um, so you uh, point at someone and they they sort of turn when you say you and you can see that it's a they're a half orc. And get the um, wolves behind the. They're Crystal. a little bit, a uh, little bit shorter yeah, than the average half orc would be. Uh, so they're, they're probably maybe like an inch or two taller than Cassian, but they're mm-hmm. the appropriate height. Um, and sort of when you say you, he like points at himself. And he's like, Me? yeah, yeah. Uh, and he starts walking over. He's uh, he's got these like two large bundles, one over each shoulder. You've clearly got muscles. Come on in here. So he approaches the door. He takes the bundles and he he sort of puts them down outside the door and like leans them up against the wall. And then walks inside. Uh, yep. Yeah, what is uh, what you need help with? What's going on? We cannot. I well, I can't freaking lift this freaking thing. You've clearly got lifting powers. <laughs> we need you in here. Okay. What? Um. It's just behind the crystal. <laughs> so he, walks, he walks through the room, uh, but he uh, walks. But he he walks through the. Um, shut the door behind him. It's the first die roll I've done all session. Wow. Uh, He walks through and immediately, like, slips a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just slips a little bit in the blood and is like, whoa, um, what? Wolves, go, leave his robe alone. Is that that an arm? What's Uh, going on? There was a malfunction with the prisoner that we were working on and we need to... The wolves are already... Yeah, I ordered the wolves after him. They're they're on him. I'm Uh, telling them to kill him without tearing his robe too badly. Interesting. Go for it. Surprise round again. Okay. You've lured him into an ambush. It's a 23. Mm. Okay. Uh, then an 11. Uh, uh, a 9. They're a little full. Uh, 23, or 21, rather. Uh, 17. 17 again. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. <laughs> Just thinking that. Okay. And a 9. Is that a... That's eight, right? Anything over 14 hits. So you missed on three of them. Missed yeah. on three. Okay. So that's five hits then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great. And that will be... So that's 31 damage. Okay. So 31 points of damage, and he needs to make uh, five strength saving throws. Yep. Yes. Uh, what's the DC? Is it 12? The DC is 11. 11. Okay. So that's one he makes. Fail. Make make uh so two failures so he does go down yep um but he's not dead okay and the robes are bloody but they are not destroyed great bloody Um, we can fix oh no wolves what (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna charge out behind the wolves too and try and rapier him whenever i have a chance i know we probably have to roll initiative uh yes 18 12 nat 20 on it so 24 ildev got a 20 i actually got a 19 Okay, so uh, Pacha Yarfik, Ildov, Eowyn, Cassian, yep. Orc. Warhammer uh, to the face with advantage. Okay. on the ground. Yep. <laughs> That's 15. 15 hits. Okay. 
That is nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. Yeah. Okay, so whack, Warhammer, right to the face. You break his nose, chip one of his tusks. Uh, Ildov. Uh, Eldritch Blast to the face. <laughs> this orc does not want to die. Oh, no, the wolves are really upset they can't get into it. Six plus what? For Her Blast? spell attack. Did a four, uh, 15. 15 hits. Okay, so split the beam 2d10. Or, or 1d10. Yeah, 2d10. Well, why are you splitting the beam? I don't know. <laughs> Three. So it's two d ten, but now plus her charisma modifier. Oh, very fun. Fifteen. Um, so fifteen total. Fifteen total damage. Damn. So, uh, Ildov raises the rod of the Pact Keeper and just lets loose a uh, an agonizing Eldritch Blast, and you can see that her normal Eldritch Blast almost has these like strange streaks of white lightning that are sort of like roaming all around the outside of it mm-hmm. as it flies forward and just after Yarfik cracks the orc in the face, it hits it right again in the face, Ooh. knocking its head back smack like you can hear the the thin thud of the skull just hitting the ground and like bouncing for a second as it then settles back down and then you see this sort of energy lift off the body. It's, it almost looks like it has this like ethereal form of the orc itself as it sort of swirls into the air oh, Jesus. and then flows right into the orb at the top of the Rod of the Pact Keeper. And the orc is dead. Nice. Oh, God. We've got a robe. <laughs> we do. Now, just to repeat that two more times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I right. rifle through his pockets. And we drag the body away. Yes. And prestidigitation him clean. I also prestidigitate all the guts off the floor. That's probably a good idea now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say that with, the, uh, with your success of this uh, ambush... Uh, you can repeat this a couple more times and yeah. we can hand wave through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you now have uh, three more robes. Okay, so, so we kill all... everybody in the underground city. Yeah, let's just yeah. do this yeah. repeatedly <laughs> until we kill all the cultists. <laughs> we ain't gonna hand wave that much. No. <laughs> That's at least a two hand wave and yeah. we don't have that much. Yeah. Uh, and Yarfik only has one hand. Yeah, right. uh, sure. But so you now, uh, you now all have the robes you need to go out confidently into the city mm-hmm. and, uh, and and I go... assume like 15 more daggers right right oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. easily easily uh, Baker's doesn't really Baker's doesn't I'm daggers. 35% of the way there <laughs> yeah uh, and uh, that's where we'll end this episode thank you for listening you can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast you can email us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to leave us a nice review to let other people know that you are a member of the Upper Crust with only the finest of taste. You totally hold your pinky out while you sit, bro. Being cultured such as you are, you probably enjoy supporting artists in order to elevate society in general. If you'd like to do that for us, then head over to Patreon.com IWVTCast. You can also go to dumpstattees.com and buy yourself a sweet t-shirt using the code IWPOD at checkout to get a 10% discount and kick a buck our way. Either is appreciated. We run pretty lean, but we still have costs. If your purse strings are tight, or your wallet's a little light, or the state of your finances is currently a fright, you can aid us by going to iwvt.fandom.com and helping to flesh out our wiki. You can help update the spell list, character info, or episode summaries. And remember to get your copy of Elsinore, featuring our very own friendly neighborhood DM. 
Go to elsinore-game.com or follow the link in the episode description. The Improvised Weapons theme and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can hear Adam's latest album, The Badger Flies at Dawn, on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify. And you can hear the rest of his catalog at imadeitup.com. Many of our sound effects are from BattleBards.com. To use them in your game, follow the link in the episode description to sign up for BattleBards Prime, or use the code IWVTCAST at checkout. Tune in next time as the party sets back out into the city of Caneloth in search of invitations to a dangerous feast. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>